Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 19th of the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. I call it a restorative solution, if you will. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Man, have we got a lot to cover in the news. I'll tell you what, it gets crazier every single day. Yesterday, we covered major key developments in states. Sidney Powell, uh, she's really going... Uh, Bold after the president, but you know what? The mainstream press digging in, literally saying there's no evidence. The debate rages on. The courts are saying nothing. It's hard, almost impossible to know the truth. I do believe Sidney Powell's intentions. Uh, I do believe Lynn, um, oh, what's his name? Lynn Wood, his intentions. I believe they're good, and I believe they're right on the facts, but I don't know that they're going to get anywhere. Time will tell. We pray they do. Attorney Lynn Wood, quote, team has smoking gun to prove Trump won. He's 105% confident that Biden will never be president. GOP rep Jordan, quote, Democrats spent four years on Russia hoax. Don't want to spend four weeks on elections. Very interesting point to be made. New federal lawsuit seeks to toss 800,000 ballots in Wisconsin. Georgia recount finds 2,600 new votes in presidential race. See, this is all great, but I don't know that they'll ever admit that it's enough to overturn the election. Trump says on contesting the election, I can't tell you what's going to happen. Tom Ozimek with that piece. Arizona GOP chair Kelly Ward. This election is far from over. I agree with that because we don't have the certified ballot counts. We don't have the Electoral College making their decision. Those are the key components to uh, deciding. And it hasn't been complete, folks. Janine Pearl on election. Don't you dare ask us to quietly go into the night. Amen to that. Sidney Powell drops bombs, says, I've got lots of ways to prove massive election fraud so much that I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. Joe Kovacs, WND.com with that piece. A hour two. Did Andrew Yang just suggest committing a felony? I think the answer is yes. People are moving to Georgia to try to manipulate the results there. They're resulting, resorting, I should say, to all kinds of strange tactics. Red Pill Expo Liberty Roundtable Live guest, Stuart Rhodes, founder and president. They're guardians of the republic. Oathkeepers.org doing a phenomenal job. We're appreciative of them. You know, they're saying, hey, the communists have been agitating for decades and, and, and doc- indoctrinating your children in the government schools for decades, and now it's coming home to roost. They're getting violent in the streets, and it's going to continue to ratchet up. I pray Stuart Rhodes is wrong, but predict 
that he's spot on correct. Hate crimes in the U.S. reached highest level in a decade. Bone Arrow Man got sentenced for threatening people during violent Salt Lake City protest. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has one of the greatest solutions. The prophet of the church, Russell M. Nelson, the challenges that we face as fellow global citizens are immense. But our ability to feel hope and seek healing through Jesus Christ remains strong. Anyway, the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a message to deliver to the world tomorrow. That's Friday on the 20th at 11 o'clock. It'll take 11 minutes. Churchofjesuschrist.org to learn more. Broadway star Chad Kimball says... He will respectfully disobey Washington State. He will indeed sing in church regardless of the mask mandate. I Amen to him. Amen on that score. I agree with him. You know what? Sometimes civil disobedience is necessary. And I believe when it comes to religious worship, those are the times. Anyway, good for the Broadway star, Chad Kimball. Pro-Trump NFL superstar, Burgess Owens wins in Utah. That's great news. Candace Owens is not surprised for trashing. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Harry Styles for wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue magazine. Imagine that, huh? Wow. All right, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. It's still available at LibertyRoundtable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your friends, your family, your loved ones. Tell everybody. Brian Rust will be coming up soon with the Honest Money Report. But in the meantime, Kirk Crosby wants to tell us about the Mark Levin radio program interview with Lynn Woods. Kurt? Well, yeah, Sam. Uh, one of the main things that I thought was amazing about this, uh, this is the attorney who uh, successfully prosecuted, um, well, at least recently in the uh, uh Catholic uh, kid, what do they call it, Covington kid, uh, you know, a situation there uh, where the uh, young man uh, from this Catholic school was accused of being all out of control because he was wearing a Make America Great Again hat uh, at, at a, uh, you know, right or rally for life thing in Washington, D.C., and the media went off and uh, basically just outed him and uh, said all these bad things about him that weren't true. And this attorney, boy, you know, he's one of the best as far as I can tell. He made him, uh, made these uh, media outlets pay. Um, and uh, he's got a tiger by the tail. He's from Georgia. And he's, uh, as a citizen that voted there, is, uh, well already uh, filed lawsuits there in Georgia saying the uh, changes that were made uh, were not lawful and uh, that the whole voting thing in Georgia has to be redone. And uh, he's got the lawsuit in the courts, in the federal courts right now. He says the president probably won by about 70 to 30, or in other words, about 400-something electoral votes. And he's got the uh, evidence to prove it. And do you think he really does, Kurt? Yes, I do. Do you think he'll be allowed to... Uh get the word out or whatever word you want to 
say for that? Well, I don't know that uh, the average American will learn about it. Uh, they'll be told something like, um, when it, when it does uh, finally happen, that uh, oh, you know, the Supreme Court stole it, uh, kind of like they were told the same way with uh, Al Gore and. You know, and so many people still, uh, I mean, on that side of the uh, aisle, if you will, still think that's what happened. Um, they think that the president uh, worked with the Russians to beat Hillary last time. Uh, you know, it doesn't really, I mean, it's sad when people are so confused. But if if we can at least uh, get some honesty and some uh, forthrightness in our elections, it will be so so much appreciated and he's even got uh, evidence that shows that uh, the president um, in his first election that he beat uh, Hillary much farther than really it showed because you know she was using the same uh, vote fraud system and uh, you know uh, it was in use then and it was in the 2018 election uh, that caused the uh, you know, more of the Democrats to be elected. It's just, it, it's a deep, deep hole, and this is somebody who's uh, willing to go at it, uh, along with Mark Levin uh, and uh, others like Sidney Powell and uh, plenty of others. So I believe it's, uh, you know, a great time to be alive, and I do believe that, uh, like one man said, uh, that the Constitution will be saved but it will not be saved in Washington. It will be saved by the honest, good people of America as they band together. And I've never seen them banding together more in my lifetime than now. Do you think uh, <coughs> Trump will be president for the next four years? Yes, I do. Okay, so you think that they will overturn it in courts, that they'll eventually admit the truth, that the judges will stand with the truth, and that, that we'll have... Uh, accountability and election fraud around the world uh, will be exposed. Well, um, I do believe that the, those things will happen. I don't think that uh, many people will be exposed to those truths. Uh, they'll be um, told by their friends in the media who, uh, you know, lie, cheat, and steal on a regular basis uh, that. Uh, it was lying and cheating and stealing uh, from this side. Um, but um, when it comes to Lynn Woods and uh, Sidney Powell and those who are working with them, even Rudolph Giuliani, um, who, um, you know, he's had some missteps in the past. Uh, I can't say that for Sidney Powell or uh, Lynn Wood, but, you know, when you... Uh, hear this uh, godly man uh, you know say the things he has said which godly man he well we're talking about um lynn wood okay uh when you hear him you just you know you just go man that's that's impressive and he's got a track record to match it i agree i think lynn wood and i think that uh, uh sydney powell are straight shooting great people and i pray ladies and gentlemen they're successful the sad part is I hear more and more and more evidence coming out and less and less and less coverage of it. Not that there was a lot to begin with. Liberty Roundtable Live, Brian Russ coming up on your radio. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world.
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at Mr. Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Glad to be with you guys. Thanks. All kinds of stuff going on in the news, man. The election continues to drag on. Uh, do you believe President Trump will uh, sit in the Oval Office for the next four years? Uh, that's a good question. I'm you know, kind of undecided because it seems like any time there is a, a, a move forward, you know, there's a new plan. The left kind of throws in a new plan. Here's another curve. Here's, I mean, it just the more they twist us up and make us think and jam jumble our mind i i don't know it's, it's there's so much kurt, confusion kurt and i are both very clear that we would you know we believe that's really what should happen we believe that there is election fraud we believe these we need honesty and it needs to be transparent kurt believes that it'll happen uh i don't know if it's by the grace of god or, or the courts or both or all of the above you know i don't really have as much faith in the system as the sad part I just don't see the courts. It's a rare time when the courts even agree with us on anything, no matter how right it is. And so I, I, I mean, I, I pray that Kurt's right. I just have my doubts they'll do the right thing. To do so would cause a, um, well, let's just say this. We'd never be able to trust elections again in our lifetime, right? Right. They've already doubled down and said that it's the most secure election in our life. And if we had widespread vote fraud everywhere, that plus the chrono mistrust that they've developed and the confusion on everything, they, society will absolutely melt down over this. So anyway, I, I pray that we can keep it together. and I pray that Trump is the president. Uh, I think uh, morality depends on it. No doubt about it. All right. What's the gold price? Uh, just before that, I agree with you, Sam. I think that I pray that it, it happens as well. But I, you know, don't. Yeah. 
it's 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 interesting to see what what's going to carry forward. Sad um, to say, fifty years of the republic, you become a cynical, cynical sucker. Yeah, I hate to say it, but there you go. You know. Yeah, it seems like we're kind of a you know I look at this as kind of like a third wor- world country. I mean, we like we we watch their elections and all the corruption and all this is going on. We've kind of hit that mark now. Yeah, and now they're saying, hey, the same software that manipulated Venezuela is manipulating us. So it's like, yeah. oh, are you kidding me right now? All right, <laughs> right. gold. Uh, eighteen sixty-eight this morning. Even. Yeah. Eighteen sixty-eight dot zero zero. Silver. Uh, Silver's at twenty-four dollars. Even. Yep. Wow. What do you think of that, Kurt? Silver's down, buddy. You can you can just crank up on the silver. That's right. <laughs> uh, pl- Good point. Platinum. Platinum sitting at nine fifty-one seventy-five. Yeah. Um, palladium is a twenty-three thirty, and and mm-hmm. uh, Kurtz rhodium's up another eight hundred bucks to fourteen thousand eight hundred. Yeah, Kurt rhodium's kicking in, buddy. Well, yeah, but it's certainly not quite as high as Bitcoin. I mean, uh, <laughs> there you, you go. know our buddy, <laughs> our buddy uh, that uh, you know invested in Bitcoin keeps telling me. Yeah, but, you know, I keep trying to get some of it out, and I can't get it out. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's a really good way to invest your money. What does that mean? Well, you know, you put money in, and then there's no way to get it out. I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I know it doesn't. Is it broke? That's the reason I bring it up. He's got the wrong one. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I mean, is it really yeah, broke? You know, he, he said he his... sent said he sent a letter off to the uh, company, and uh, you know, he says, "Hey, you guys, you know." But uh, I mean, like the gas station where I, uh, you know, across from where I sell honey, they've got a deal where you know you can go in and just buy Bitcoin, you know. Now, and I'm like, man, I'm selling silver right over here, you know. If you want to get some good stuff, you know. But anyway, it's pretty yeah, crazy, huh? No one's talking about the good stuff, buddy. Don't, don't drop your toe in the crypto. <laughs> that's dip what I say. Toe. Don't that's dip right. your toe in the crypto. Don't that's my toe. saying, and I'm yeah, telling you right now, I stand by it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's right. I'm telling you right good now, point. I know people think I don't know what I'm talking about. I know most people think on most subjects I don't have a clue, from my kids right on down to everybody else. <laughs> but all I'm telling you is, hey, man, I've been around the block a little bit, and I'm telling you, you can trust me or not, but you'll find out the truth. The truth shall set you free. All right, so Brian, what's the economy looking like? It's amazing. The economy's been pretty steady uh, in spite of all this, quote, uh, discussion and turmoil and vitriol and everything else, right? Well, I, you know, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, yeah, I guess we're, we're kind of plugging along and so on. We're, but there's, there's just a lot of uh, uneasiness. Are we going to, are cities starting to, you know, shut things down again? Or, you know, are they, you know, and, and, and if Biden gets in, he's definitely wanting to, Close everything up again. I mean, I, I just think there's so much uncertainty that uh, is it is it someone saying it's kind of like it's kind of like the metal. They they said well the metals kind of dropped because well the jobless claim wasn't quite as high as we thought it would be or or so on. And I just I kind of come back and uh, always to okay well yeah the deficit at one time wasn't bad either but it, now it's really huge. But we don't talk about it and we just kind of push that over in this corner. So so that doesn't count. But going forward from this point forward. Uh, yeah, everything's looking great. Well, okay, well, we have to look at the whole picture. And I think at that point, I think there's just so much uncertainty that 
I, I don't know if it, if the economy's really strong. I mean, I my business seems to be doing great. I'm I'm really moving along, but I know others that aren't. I, I know other people that own a few restaurants and so on. They've struggled and trying to get people back. And so I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was in your uh, uh, fine establishment the other day. Uh, I don't think it was yesterday. It must have been the day before. And, uh, you know, I missed you. I know they said you'd be back after four or whatever. Had some high-level meeting, probably probably uh, tracking down who stole the, you know, the uh, Federal Reserve or whatever, you know. But anyway, uh, when I was in there, it looked like, it looked like you had a good crowd. And, uh, you know, uh, I noticed all but two people had a mask on, me and then one other guy, you know. I, I was going to do a citizen's arrest on him, but I thought, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't, you know. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I see these uh, government-mandated signs on everybody's shops now, and I hear one guy, he's, he runs a uh, auto parts store, and the uh, government said somebody told on him and uh, that somebody didn't have their mask on in there, and he says, like, man, if we... He was talking to the government government um, bureaucrat about it, and they said, "Well, if we get another complaint about you, we'll have to come and visit you." And I thought, "Wow, you know what? Right. Yeah, what a world we live in, man." Well, what are you being reported for, Kurt? It wasn't me. It was, he was. It was this guy I was listening to on the radio that owns a auto parts store. Now I'm outside, so I guess I'm quote, you know, okay, you know what I mean? No, it's, heck no. somehow safe outside. You're you supposed know? to wear a mask outside too, buddy. I know. But well, somehow I don't seem to get it on, you know, as often as I should, you know. Yes, I mean, Governor Herbert, I hate to, you know. I know Kurt exactly always just me. runs around and breaks the rules. He's in trouble all the time, man. Just trouble just follows Mr. Crosby, Brian. That's right, um, you know, but he's got honey. And if you got honey, you got gold, liquid gold. You can just sweet. You can just basically tell, you know, when the cops come, you say, "Dude, I'll give you a honey bear." <laughs> and they're like, That's "Hey, right. man, you're free to go, sir." <laughs> Merry Christmas, there now. <laughs> uh, all right, what's going to happen? Can this last forever, Brian? I know it's not a solid economy because it's not based on honest money. We all know that, right? right? When I say that it's humming along, though, it just means that, hey, it doesn't seem to be wild, crazy swings. It doesn't seem to be that everybody's melting down and losing their jobs. You know, I just mean in the modern economy kind of situation, it seems relatively calm is kind of what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I see. Well, that's, I kind of see that same sentiment here around kind of where I'm at and so on and, and that. But but realistically, I think there's a lot of people that, that are, that are well, what are we seeing? We're seeing the rise in, you know, anxiety and, and uh, you know, depression. And, and there's a lot of And maybe we don't see that as much, but they, they talk about it a lot. You know, I, I have, you know, some people that, you know, have said that their, their spike in business is, is basically dealing with a lot of people that have those issues. So, yeah, for some, I think it is. We're kind of maybe trying to get back to normal, but it's, there's still so much chaos that pe- people, I think, look at down. Is there light at the end of the tunnel, or is it just kind of closing in on us? So, yeah, I think there's, yeah, and I think that's what media does, and I think that's what the left is trying to to create, just so that we can't get them, you know, back to normal. That it has to be this way, and if you get, if you allow us, we'll bring you back to normal, kind of thing. And I just, I don't see it. What do you say, Kurt? 
Senator well, Bryan you know, around. at least, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, uh, at least we live in, in Utah compared to like California and, uh, you know, uh, Washington. I mean, uh, you got whole areas where they're just boarded up and, uh, you know, people are leaving, I think. I mean, they, they just, the main thing they export from New York and California is their people. Uh, they say that uh, wholesale gasoline is uh, up a penny to buck sixteen a gallon. I mean, we're seeing like two dollar a gallon price, and that that has a lot to do with the overall economy, if you ask me. So, how much is gas now? All depends on I'm where you're at. Around huh? for about two bucks. Exposing corruption, informing citizens. Pursuing Liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Wayne County in Michigan has moved to decertify the election results. The board of canvassers were originally deadlocked two to two along party lines earlier this week. Initially, Monica Palmer and William Hartman voted against certification. After threats from the public and berating by Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the two caved in and voted yes to certify. Now, in sworn affidavits, they refused to certify Wayne County results, claiming over 70% of mail-in ballots contained irregularities. Detroit is in Wayne County. Georgia election officials are expecting to release a report today on a hand tally of the presidential race. Although poll worker affidavits flood Georgia officials of irregularities, including ballot stuffing, political consultant Dick Morris tells Newsmax, not so fast. The problem in Georgia is that the state will not give us the list of people who voted. And uh, they have that, and they will not turn it over to us. USA Radio News. Could an ancient mystery be determining the events of our time? Could it reveal the secret of our future? Are recent events a warning that we are approaching judgment? How much time do we have left? Author Jonathan Kahn releases the book that reveals what could not be revealed until now. His newest New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger 2, The Return. Embark on an epic journey to uncover the mysteries and revelations that are changing the world and will change your life. Available online and wherever fine books are sold. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Let's get an update on the stimulus package needed by many hurting Americans. USA Radio News, Tim Berg. Democrats and Republicans agree that a new coronavirus stimulus package has to be agreed upon to get money in the hands of the American people as the coronavirus pandemic continues across the country. Louisiana Republican Senator John Kennedy saying Republicans are ready, willing, and able to do another relief package. Well, we have tried to do a fifth coronavirus bill. We, meaning the Senate Republicans, we tried twice. You know, I heard Senator Gillibrand, who is my friend, say, well, you know, we should have we should have uh, uh, appropriated money for the teachers and to get into the schools to get them open. 
We tried. She voted against it uh, because they didn't want to spend just $500 billion. They wanted to spend $2 trillion, and while we're at it, rewrite the immigration laws and let federal prisoners go. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby, Brian Rust on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what to say about what's going to happen in society, but I predict that uh, morals are going to continue to go by the wayside. One of the sad parts. I let parts- the chickens out of the chicken coop. Why would you do that? So, well, we've had a couple of nights pass where we've lost a chicken each night. Yeah, you want to know why? And so, uh, well, something killed it. Yeah. Chick- chicken and, virus? Uh, no, so letting them run free in the day. It took the head off, off, you know. Uh, and so uh, at night, now we put them in there so they're safe. And at least last night we didn't lose another chicken. So that's a good. So you let them out in the morning report. so they don't die at night. I'm totally lost. Yeah, well, at night is when the uh, critters come. You know, like when they deliver the yeah. So just so people understand, bolts, you lock them up at night you know? and you let them go during the day. And you normally didn't lock that's them up right. at night. And therefore, the chickens That's were getting right. killed. So you started locking them up at night is the answer. Yeah, last night was the first night. It just takes rednecks like me to back into those understandings. I get it. I got That's it. Right. Cool. So the How does that relate to the economy, safe. Kurt? Well, that's uh, I got another egg, Sam, and I mean, you know, that's a manufacturing operation right here, you know, with another egg. Do you feel better about the about economy now, Brian? Well, I, I'm wondering if that's if that's the plan of the. The left here to kind of lock us all down at night, and then kill the chickens. We, we in the might morning? lose another. Well, we, they point. might round us up, lock us. There might be a curfew lock, and if we do that, they might give us a little stimulus package. Aren't they trying to get a little? You know, we might get some money out of it. And, That's what uh, they said. Then we could create the golden egg. Then we might come forth with some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. I, I see your plan. Yeah, it's all connected, I'm sure. You know. <laughs> but, right. you know, I mean, imagine if everybody had a chicken or two, you know. First of all, you'd have your uh, pest control taken care of. I mean, you know, you watch, you get a bug out there and you watch some chickens go after it. It's amazing. It's almost like <laughs> Lynn Wood going after the, you know, uh, boat frost. Not even stuff. close. I mean, it's just, well, Lynn Wood does a lot better job, I know. But, I'm um, just saying that, uh, hey, the... the who are you comparing Linwood to a fox? Oh no, the chicken Killing going the after a bug. Oh, the I thought you were talking about the fox after going bug. after the chicken in the hen house. No, uh, so, I think it was uh, raccoons, is what I think it was. You know, Sam. Linwood. I hope the guy has success, but so far they've talked about evidence, talked about success, but the mainstream press and the courts don't even really acknowledge. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, you just got to look in the right places. Just like if you look in the wrong places, you won't find the egg, you know. You got to just look for the truth and not in all the wrong places, you know, like that love story song says. Okay. You know, looking for love in all the wrong places, you can't find it in the wrong places. There's truth to all that. I just don't know. Anyway, the wholesale gasoline price, uh, you know, up a little bit. But, you know, remember the $4 a gallon gasoline stuff we had a while back? I think that was in Obama times. But, uh, you know, you think about 
how much difference it makes when we literally buy gas from our own people, you know, uh, whether they're in Pennsylvania or Wyoming or uh, Texas, and those guys have a job, you know, instead of waiting for a government check, you know, and then that money just keeps going around in America, and they come in and get some of those uh, nice silver dimes from Brian, or they get some of those silver dollars that... I mean, it says one dollar on it, but you still have to pay. How much are those now, Brian? Ah, uh, they're thirty dollar range. <laughs> so about thirty bucks for a one that says one dollar uh, from the U.S. government, and uh, you know, and then if you want to get one of those five dollar, you know, dime sized pieces of gold that says five dollars on it, how much are those now, Brian? Ah, uh, they're still two fifty. They're two fifty range. Yeah, so that really makes sense. Five dollars for two fifty, but you know you can sure it does make sense to buy them because I'll tell you what that stuff will maintain its value. And you know, of course, we do have that strong dollar you could invest in, right, Brian? Yeah, that they they talk about that every so often. They throw that out. Mm -hmm. The dollars up. The dollars up. Yeah, metals are dropping. Strong dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, if you want to make somebody happy for Christmas, get them one of those dime-sized pieces of gold or, or even one of those only a dollar things that cost you 30 bucks. Because I'll tell you what. You want me to get ripped off and amazing. spend 30 bucks for a buck for Christmas? Oh, yeah. No, no. I want you to get a dollar. <laughs> we want you to have real wealth, don't we? Yeah, sink it's your so teeth pretty. into that. Yeah, buy That's it, right. Buy it. That yeah, if you bite one of them paper yeah. dollars and stuff like that, you just start to choke on the paper. Otherwise, you break your tooth on the real money. Yeah. yeah it's a beautiful That might be thing. where we're getting the coronavirus is basically the pass-through paper money. Well, oh, that's man. what they tell us, you know. I mean, I still take that evil stuff, you know. Some people, you got to quit that. I need, like, one of those little, you know, remember those days where Why would you take evil money? Why don't you just say, listen, we're only doing credit cards or gold and silver? Uh, I do recommend, yeah. uh, I tell them that those are options uh, sometimes, and I even include rhodium, you know, but I haven't had anybody take me up on it yet, you know, so we're working on it. Well, though. nobody has rhodium to take you up on it, buddy. Good point. I mean, Brian's the only one who's got rhodium. Do you carry yeah. rhodium, Brian? Uh, I can get you some bars of rhodium, one-ounce bars. Yeah, I've bought and sold some of that. So one-ounce bar of rhodium is how much? Eighteen thousand. Well, fourteen. So I'll, I'll bet if the fourteen eight spot, you you probably pay yeah around that area. Yeah, that wow. area. And like, it's amazing to have a whole garage full of it. I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> impressive, right? That See? is. Yeah. That's right. Bars of rhodium. Yeah, I've got a. I've got a. Well, anyway, got a, a bunch of. Uh, he's got a bunch of bars of silver. And he just mm -hmm. he just he paints them black and uses them around the house and holds this door open with that one and paperweight on the desk and yeah it's quite he's, impressive. He's got them where he needs them, huh? When he needs <laughs> That's them. Right. Yeah, they say the dollar fell to the Japanese yen, the euro rose. I mean, you know, gold for delivery, December delivery. Fell eleven twenty two eighteen seventy three ninety, and uh, this is according to MSN, and of course you always get the truth from those guys. You know, uh, right. Microsoft News. Um, oil's down about forty one, forty two bucks a barrel. Um, you know, so 
Well, at least, like you say, Sam, um, you know, you'd think with President Trump still in the White House, I mean, everything would be going to pot for sure. You know what I mean? With the economy. They claimed that. Now I think it's, you know, it was doing really, 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 really well despite all their lies. Now that Joe Biden's going to take the White House, uh, folks, I'm a little concerned that the economy is going to start a tank. And I'm just surprised it hasn't already happened, even just on the news. Well, there goes the news. They pick and choose what what they want to say. The attorney, Lynn Wood, said when he says Joe Biden will never be president. I know, that's right. but that's one out of, you know, the minions in the courts that are saying, hey. That's the same guy that beat CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS. So yeah. one little guy from Georgia. Kurt's you know. hanging his hat on one dude from Georgia, man, going to fix the world, <laughs> going to take down the IRS equivalent, going to get it done and face government. Pretty soon we're going to have Sydney honest elections. Powell. That's right. Sidney Powell, uh, you know, the lady, uh, one lady wrote, man, she's the modern day uh, Joan of Arc. So you got, um, is Trump uh, lawyer Sidney Powell the modern day Joan of Arc? And all I can say is, we need a Joan of Arc today, man. Yeah, that's um, Teresa Blazewitz with that piece. She lauds the working a woman working against powerful forces to expose election fraud. You get those, that Southerner from Georgia, you know, Lynn Wood, and then Sidney Powell, going to release the Kraken. I'll tell you what, <laughs> good news coming. You know what the Kraken is, Brian? Yeah, isn't, isn't that the monster in the, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, so you've heard that. Okay, I, I, was, I had to look it up, you know. I was like, what, the Kraken? You know, uh, like <laughs> Sam right. says, let's get cracking. You know, yeah, but right. anyway. Well, there you go. I, you know, I think I think that uh, that you know I read somewhere that if if uh, Biden doesn't get in or so on, there's all these Fortune 500 CEOs that are really going to be upset and they're gonna they're gonna storm or or parade and and well, I don't know riot, but uh, protest. See, that's, that's there was some article on that and. That I saw, but I can't remember where it was. But they'll be upset, and mm-hmm. we'll be happy. But yeah, they'll be really mad. I think. I think the answer is we got to turn back to God, not Joan of Arc. We want to. We want to get this country back on its feet. We got to go to God. Yeah, and Joan that's of kind Arc, of the, though, was a pretty that, good lead to God. You know, I mean, yeah, she no, you're right. Yeah, uh, you know, I had that connection. And who's the connection? Who's the lead to God now? Well, Joan of Arc in her time was certainly. Yeah, a, I know who's the modern day connection. Of God. Well, this one lady writes and says that uh, Sidney Powell is a modern-day Joan of Arc. Well, Mike, there's truth to that. She's going up after it. And I pray for success, I'll tell you that, too. Thanks, Brian. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hey, good work, guys. Liberty Roundtable Live continues. Go ahead, Kurt. RustCoinandGift.com The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. 
Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Kurt, are you ready to gear up to go to the inauguration? Well, that's what I was wondering about yesterday or the day before. I thought, man, we should probably go ahead and get plans for going to see the president's next inauguration. It should be, there on be the a 20th? heck of a time, you know. Should be a heck of a time like the last one. Wouldn't it be the uh, 20th? I think so, uh, but it may be delayed a little bit uh, with the Supreme Court having a deal with all this stuff you know but i'll tell you what it's going to be a heck of a shindig you know yes it opinion. is you know it was great last no matter time. who gets to be the deal it'll be gnarly hmm. i have no doubt about that reality check for sure all right what's in the news kurt well one of my favorite articles i haven't sent you yet um but this one uh, comes from star parker um, this lady, she's, you know, she's, a, well, I guess you call her a black American, Sam, but to me, she's just an American, a great lady. Uh, and her headline, uh, that I found there at World Net Daily says, uh, home of the brave. It's under the home of the brave section. And she says, I'm optimistic about America and says, uh, sub headline star Parker urges conservatives to continue the work to keep the torch of freedom burning. I'm a conservative, she says, and I guess I should be writing a column about my great distress resulting from this election, but I'm not going to write that column because it's not what I feel. I'm actually quite upbeat and optimistic about the country that I love, she says, with all my genuine and legitimate concerns about the chaos and violence that have ravaged many of our urban areas, about the strident rhetoric dominating our media, with its grossly distorted message about what is happening in America when it came time to vote, American says democracy prevailed. Not only did the did Americans vote in turnout the nation has not seen in 120 years, but it also happened peacefully as it must. 
Now, um, I think she doesn't even know about some of the other stuff, but, you know, she's right with the data she's been given. She says, am I turning a blind eye to the real possibility of irregularities? No, I'm not. We'll see what happens. She says, but take a look at what the Chinese are doing in Hong Kong. Take a look at Venezuela. Dictatorships stamp out and smother people gasping for breaths of freedom. This is not happening in our great country. The rule of law will play out here, maybe not by the, to the liking of many, including me, but the fruits of any democracy are just as good as the people in it, and this is also what makes me optimistic. As anyone who reads what I write knows, I see profoundly disturbing and threatening trends defining our national reality today, but America is filled with tens upon tens of millions of wonderful people who are deeply committed to American principles and American freedom. I meet them all the time as I traverse the nation in my travels. They call me and they write me. Uh, most are busy making ends meet and raising their families. They don't have time for political theory or history books. They just have a feeling inside about what is true and right. I'm talking about Americans of all ethnicities. They are speaking up, and many of the trends that began in 2016 continued into this election. Uh, she goes on and gives some of the reasons uh, for those that, you know, she, I guess this poor lady's from California, Sam, where she says uh, four ballot initiatives pushing to the left were defeated. You know, I didn't know about that. Uh, she says uh, Republicans have picked up seats in the House. Uh, they appear in a solid position to retain control of the Senate. Uh, perhaps most revealing, she says, as she finishes uh I'm down here at the bottom of the story. Um, Americans vote with their feet. The top five states that showed net population decline due to out-migration uh, were all Democratic strongholds. California down 203,000. I think now that's according to 2019. I think it's doubled or tripled that now. New York, 180,000 down. Illinois, 104,000. New Jersey, 50,000 almost. Massachusetts, about 30,000. She says, for sure the great burden lies on those who care about America remaining a free nation. No action means that current trends toward more government, more socialism, and more rampant materialism and secularism will continue. So conservatives must continue the work to keep the torch of freedom burning. She finishes one last couple of last sentences. We must and we will. We have plenty to be optimistic about. Star Parker, good lady. Yeah, she is. There you have it. All right, what do you got next, Kurt? Let's see. Should we go to the stuff from yesterday, I guess? Sure. Um, the most recent one. Um, you know, the uh, headlines there, uh, we've talked a lot about the voter fraud and things like that. Um, you know, and we talked about, um, you know, the Linwood thing uh, with Mark Levin. Um, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh you know, they found more stuff uh, just recently in Georgia. But, um, and we talked about how the president says, I can't tell you what's going to happen. Um, and uh, Janine Pirro, uh, the judge, saying that they don't ask us to go quietly into the night. Um, you mentioned about um, 
Sydney Powell saying that uh, she's getting so much evidence, it feels like it's coming through a fire hose at her. Um, the uh, uh, president is not conceding. Uh, and by the way, did you know they had a rare tornado warning issued for New York City and surrounding areas? I, I wasn't aware of that, but, you know, I, I think that's probably not going to be that rare in New York in the future with uh, leaders like Governor Cuomo, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, they had a tornado warning, uh, Sam, and it uh, put a bunch of, uh, I guess, uh, you know, they had a bunch of power out to people, severe thunderstorms, uh, rotating cells. They say wind gusts that reached 75 miles per hour were reported in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, that usually humbles people quite a bit. They say though all tornado warnings had ended by 10 p.m. at night, Tri-State Utilities reported that an estimated 101,000 customers were without power. Uh, but um, bottom line is I, I wasn't aware of a tornado warning in New York. In fact, I never had heard of one in the past ever that I could remember. How about you? Well, you can expect it to get more and more rowdy. You can expect more and more and more weather problems, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason you can is because people have turned their backs on God. And this is one of the ways that he naturally and through man-made abuses tries to stir people up in remembrance of their God. This mm -hmm. is, you know, exactly. reality check uh, numero uno. Uh, what I mean is it's been that way, this way uh, through history, Kurt. This Amen. isn't anything new, right? Mm-hmm. Good point. All right. Good CDC point. reveals hospitals counted pneumonia and heart attacks as COVID-19 deaths. Kurt, a recent CDC report revealed that hospitals have been counting patients who died from serious predisposition conditions or pre-existing conditions, I might say as well, um, as COVID-19 deaths. Hmm. Imagine that, Sam. So there's, um, you know, some inaccuracies in the uh, reports about uh, COVID, huh? Hmm. We would have never thought such a thing would happen, right? Yeah. So, you know, how do you want to respond to that? Well, um, you know, to me, that's, you know, like a snafu, that old thing where they say situation normal, all fouled up. Well, or do you think you that's know, just the um, way it's intended, Kurt? Well, like it I didn't go wrong by mistake. That, that it's amazing to me how we've cured so many other diseases with just getting the COVID, you know. I mean, you get everything else just puts, gets put on the back burner and all of a sudden uh, there's nothing to worry about except for corona, you know. Um, and what I really mean by that is, you know, that's what they're highlighting and pu pumping and pushing and it's really not the case. What do you think about the new uh, vaccines? That well, before we get there, do like you think that so Trump excited. is going to fire Fauci yet? He should have done that a um, long time ago, buddy. Yeah, I agree. Think it seems it? to me like he's sort of fired him by just basically having Scott Atlas uh, be the guy. And so rather than... Uh, I haven't heard know, much from to... either of them for a while now. Oh, I saw a little thing on... Uh, Atlas just lately, but you know it's say? true that the uh, what's a little thing mean? Well, I mean it, it was. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. I I just know that with the if you don't remember what it stuff, is, it must not be very significant though. 
Well, it was it was kind of like uh, they were saying he was a bad guy because he wasn't uh, towing the line about masks and everything else, you know. And uh, so it's nice to see that. I think they won't want to cover that kind of story, you know. Yeah. Just because of that, doesn't fit the doesn't fit the uh, narrative, you know. What do you think is going to happen to? Uh the Black Lives Matter movement, they're now saying, hey, if uh, Kamala gets in, we feel like you owe us and we need you to uh, step up and put one of our people in, you know, the administration and stuff. Well, I'm just like, um, they can talk all about that, but I'm telling you that they're not going to be doing that. Um, I know, but they're talking about know. it, whether you think they're doing it or not. Yeah, right? well, it's just, uh, you know, it's like bold talk. For one-eyed fat man from the old movie True Grit, you know. Hold on, you're saying that Kamala Harris is a one-eyed fat man? Is that what you just said? <laughs> no, I remember the True Grit movie. Do you remember that? Where, no. Uh, you know, you have uh, John Wayne on one side, and he's uh, just got the one eye. He's got a patch on the eye, and he's got like five guys on the other side of the big field, and they're getting ready to have a shootout. It's John Wayne on one side and them on the other side. And John Wayne says, "Well." You guys put your guns down now. I won't have to kill you. You know, the uh, five guys and and the one guy, their leader says, "Well, that's bold talk from a one-eyed fat man." You know, calling John Wayne. Yeah, out. and so in the end, uh, you're calling the Black Lives Matter folks one-eyed fat men, aren't you? Well, I'm just saying they're just talking. You know, yeah, they the are. real thing. Uh, all right. Whenever we try to find out what's going on in the real world while people are talking all around, Kirk, Kirk just dives into the movies, man. That's right. That's where we go. Well, if they would have di dived into that movie, uh, Man of the Year, they would have seen this whole uh, boat fraud thing uh, big time right in the movies, you know, and, uh, you know, talking about the uh, how much of the, uh, well, computers and all that. They, uh, hey, the people like are, that who are behind Operation Jubilee have the power, it. my friend. Now, Maybe you could explain Operation Jubilee one more time. Well, Sam, do you know what Jubilee me. is, first of all? Well, I've heard of it. It's like a it's really good Bible. thing in Scripture, you know. Uh, yeah, do you know what it is? to me, but, well, it's where they basically you just start all over with the debt. So it's a great right? reset, if yeah. you will, of but everything I'm, economic. And so in and, modern and, days... And uh, who's in charge of it today? The unconstitutional banking cartel known as the Federal Reserve in bed with the World Bank and others. Yeah, there's always a counterfeit to every good thing, isn't there? Yeah, to gold and silver, you mean? Well, to every good thing. RussCoinandGift.com is where I'd go for constitutional currency. But anyway, uh, all I'm telling Amen. you is they are pushing for Operation Jubilee, the great master reset. That's what the behind-the-scenes elite want. And uh, will they get it? I don't think so, but they're sure going to wreck the country trying. God save the republic. Broadcasting live. 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November 19th, the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two at two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Pete Sapp, National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Always great to be here. Man, I don't know how to avoid the elephant in the room, elephant in the room sir. <laughs> well, there, there's a whole herd of elephants in the room after this election. Unfortunately so, sir. They say it's not over. That's the Republicans. They're digging down. They say there's vote fraud. They say hey, they have evidence. They have proof. You got Sidney Powell and Lynn Woods and Giuliani, the three top attorneys uh, on it, claiming that they have software from uh, Venezuela that is designed, uh, created from the ground up to manipulate votes. They have evidence. They have testimony. They have proof of vote tally uh, irregularities and literal changes, witnesses. I mean, they've got it all. They're going to court, but the courts keep slapping down the fight. The Democrats say you're all up in the night. It's not true. I have never seen such, um, I don't know how to say it, 180 degree claims. And the more they make the claims, the more they double down and get further apart, it seems. Yes, a very serious divergence of opinion. And I do think that eventually the evidence that uh, the Trump administration or the Trump campaign side says they have will come out one way or another, and the American people will be able to judge whether it's legitimate or not. Uh, Now, there are a number of election results, of course, that we can be pleased about as taxpayers. Californians, surprisingly, were quite conservative in the votes that they cast in the election on a number of ballot measures that could have increased taxes, decreased personal freedom, and grown government. And they largely rejected all of them at the state level. Right, so let's talk about this. I think this is critical, and I think it's to your point. You know what? The, the presidency right now is a fiasco. Time will tell. Trump predicted it would be so, and oh, lo and behold, it is. They're not even admitting he's right. They're just saying he's crazy now. Nevertheless, he was correct all along, and he's correct now. Uh, But not counting the presidential vote and not counting the current Senate mm, debacle Georgia scenario, uh, those are lingering issues that seem to be the elephants in the room. But let's talk about really the shellacking that liberal views and Democrats took uh, in the election across the country, not only from a uh, Republicans took all kinds of seats scenario to uh, an incredible group of women uh, taking over in the Republican Party to uh, people literally saying we cannot handle more tax increases across the board. It was really, really a conservative stance and a schlacking for those who want to raise your taxes and abuse people. I mean, across yeah. the country, that's the real story, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. There was upward of uh, $25 billion worth of tax increases at stake on state and local ballots, all kinds of proposals to raise property taxes, income taxes. There was an additional $50 billion worth of bonded indebtedness on the ballots, which, as we know, going into debt and issuing bonds on on the government's part is essentially pledging 
tax increases to either the current or some future generation of taxpayers. So it's very important that voters educated themselves on these issues, weighed the costs and the benefits, and in most cases, they said the costs outweigh those benefits. You take a look at the few places where taxes increased, Arizona, voters there narrowly agreed to raise the income tax rate. In Colorado, they narrowly agreed, well, convincingly agreed to raise the payroll tax rate to pay for a new family and medical leave type program. On the other hand, Coloradans also voted to cut their income taxes. In Illinois, a graduated income tax was on the ballot. Right now, they have a flat rate tax. Everybody pays the same rate, very transparent. But the governor of Illinois and his allies wanted a, a so-called progressive tax, a Marxist-style tax. And that was defeated at the polls by the voters of Illinois by a 10-point margin. They said, no, we don't trust you. We know that whenever you talk about the rich paying more, everybody pays more. And God bless the voters of Illinois for recognizing that. Wow, an interesting shakeup of things. Do you think it's the coronavirus? Uh, and, I, and I don't mean to, to give the corona any credit. What I do mean to say, though, is because people kind of got a rude awakening in terms of how fragile society is, how fragile their employment is, how fragile their ability to go everywhere and do everything per normal uh, is, do you think that's the reason that a lot of people are stepping up saying, now, look, we're not going to spend into oblivion? Uh, I've had to be careful of my own personal life and my family life with my finances, and therefore I realize that, you know what, government's really the same. Is that connect starting to happen, and is kind of corona, the silver lining here, partly that? I think so, Sam, and you hit it right on the head. A lot of families had to sit down and evaluate their own finances, look at their paychecks and say, well, here's what we have for the next month. Hey, wait a minute. What are all these lines for federal taxes FICA, income tax withholding. What are all these lines on my paycheck for state taxes, local income tax, unemployment insurance, on and on and on? And they said, this is too much. Or some others said, well, this is enough. Certainly, I can't afford to pay government more. They should actually be charging me less. And a lot of people sent that message at the ballot box when they were directly asked whether they would raise taxes. Even up in Alaska, voters overwhelmingly defeated a proposal to tax oil companies more up there. They realized once you do that, it's just going to mean higher prices and fewer jobs for the rest of us. And in California, going back to that, voters defeated narrowly, but they still defeated it, a proposal that would have begun unraveling the great Proposition 13 property tax limit. That was the one that started the tax revolt of the late 1970s in the first place. It would have started peeling businesses away from the protections that property ta uh, proper, uh, Proposition 13 afforded them uh, against runaway property taxes. Very important sign that even in California, Voters believe government should have its limits. Kurt, do you want to chime in here? This is something that I think most folks aren't even getting uh, because the vote scenario with the president and the Senate and whatever else is just eclipsing everything else in the news. Everything is being 
Uh, if you don't talk about the vaccine for the corona coming out, if you don't talk about the lockdowns coming out, if you don't talk about the president and or the couple of senator scenarios, nothing else seems to be talked about, Kurt. But these are critical advancements for the sacred cause of liberty. Well, although, Sam, I will say this, um, if you're familiar with the thing called geometry, I remember, you know, back in the old days of geometry, you know, they'd give you these, um, you know, given this, given this, given this, and then, you know, you have to, you know, you've got these certain things you can go from, and then you, you say, now here's the result uh, down, you know, and you look at this whole thing that um, Pete Sepp from the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org, is talking about. Um, you're seeing, you know, huge amounts of what I'd call the MAGA, um, I guess you could say, make America great again kind of whole idea pushed all through the country in, in massive ways. Uh, you're seeing, uh, you know, pro-life uh, people being put in office uh, in the Congress. You, you know, you've got all these, like the reports that he's talking about, lower taxes being pushed and, you know, more people showing up to vote. And yet uh, we're supposed to think that all these givens translate down to the loss of the presidency. And, you know, they just don't add up, do they? What do you say, Paul? Well, a lot of the numbers in these proposals that voters were asked to decide on didn't add up either. And uh, that was, I think, a big determinant in a whole lot of these ballot measure elections. People more than ever are paying attention to their own finances, wondering whether they can afford to be charged more for government. And in turn, they started asking harder questions of their governments. There was a measure that passed uh, quite handily in Georgia that requires the Georgia government, when lawmakers say we're raising a tax for a specific purpose, they have to actually spend the money they raise on that specific purpose. They can't do a bait and switch and say, hey, we want this gas tax increase to fix potholes, and then a year later decide, no, we're going to use that to increase pension benefits for state employees. (laughs) Uh, Now, Uh, They can't get away with that in the state of Georgia. People are getting so smart. I I don't think they ever were not smart about their own money and how much government is taking. They just need to be reminded sometimes, and they just need the pause to be able to evaluate whether they're getting the value out of their government that they deserve. And that's one thing that this pandemic has given people a lot of. It's time. There you have it, Kurt. Well, and you mentioned Georgia. Um, uh, I think, you know, you've heard the phrase uh, tip of the spear, um, Pete, uh, when you, you know, it's a a fancy phrase or whatever. Well, you know, as far as I can tell, Georgia might be the tip of the spear. And you have attorney Lynn Wood going after him and basically saying that we've got fraud in all this election stuff. You know, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Georgia, as far as I can tell. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause. Pete Sepp with us, National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. 
In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Yeah, this is David in engineering. This is your wife in suburbia. Oh, hi, hon. What's up? How's the robot coming? Well, it doesn't exactly respond to requests mm. yet, but I'm... Well, I know how frustrating that can be. You do? Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for my romantic lunch date. Oh, yeah. David. Well, I must not have enough memory uh, allocated. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, your son said mama today. Really? Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to have that sound chip changed to Dada. Well, you could reprogram it yourself, you know. I know. Hey, why don't we do it over lunch today? Oh. You really are brilliant. Thanks. You want me to bring the robot? David. He can order pasta in 11 languages. Only if he pays for his own lunch. Okay. Oh, don't forget to bring Chip. Uh, I still wish we hadn't named him that. Well, why? It beats general default. Oh. Family. Isn't it about time? Do you know that a baby processes information three times faster than an adult? An adult what? Engineer. Engineer. Funny, funny. I'll see you at noon. I can't wait. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like with what's going on in the media, the elephants in the room, as I brought up at the beginning of the broadcast with our current guest, Pete Sepp, National Taxpayers Union. He's the president thereof, NTU.org, doing a phenomenal job everywhere. But with the elephants in the room, it, it almost feels like, oh, man, there's nothing we can do. The elections are going to go on for the next 60 days. You got Thanksgiving. You got Christmas. You got the start of the year, New Year's. I mean, there's nothing we can really even do. Might as well just take our eye off the ball for two or three months and then come back. You know, hey, when spring kind of sprung uh, there, Pete, that couldn't be further from the truth either, right? Pete you there, sounds Pete? like he might have we might have lost Pete. So. Ah, yes, here I am. There he is. <laughs> he was on mute, just yes. talking away, weren't you, sir? <laughs> I'm afraid so. We're so yes. sorry. Thank you for your patience. Go ahead, sir. Not, not at all. But uh, voters, I think, are very energized, especially at the local level, to figure out. Say, we kind of found our voice in this election on major tax and budget issues. Uh, that occurred at the local level, debt issues and whatnot, why don't we have a permanent presence at that level so we can make sure taxpayers' voices are heard in not only every election, but every time the local council or the state legislature meets. And I think we're seeing a resurgence of that activism, again, not only because people have had time to think, but they've had time to act. And Action is important because, of course, there are plenty of other municipal elections coming up in March and April of next year. Budgetary seasons get in full swing because a lot of state and local governments 
have fiscal years that begin on uh, July 1st. And so their budget cycles are going to start right away at the beginning of the year so that they're finished in time for the year ahead uh, fiscally. All of these things are coming together. People are deciding that uh, now especially is the time to try and speak up about the direction we're headed in fiscally, not uh, only at the local level, but at the federal level as well. There's plenty of work to do right now in Washington, D.C. Congress is back trying to consider how to fund government for the next fiscal year. There's uh, even talk that there may be a shutdown of the federal government because uh, Congress and the White House could reach an impasse. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but all of these things are going on, again, uh, with this backdrop of the presidential election. Uh, we've got to keep our eye on everything. Amen to that. Speaking of that, there's an NTU vote alert on NTU.org right now. National Taxpayers Union vote alert. Representatives should oppose the what National Apprentice uh, Apprenticeship Act? Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. What's an this Apprenticeship is, Act, sir? Well, this is legislation that seems to have good intent behind it. After all, apprenticeships are great programs that allow folks who might want to develop a skill or a trade to get an early education that's practical, that can help feed their families, get ahead in life. So apprenticeships are a great thing. Unfortunately, there are good ways and bad ways to go about promoting apprenticeships through public policy. This bill, H.R. 8294, is a bad way. What it does is expand the size of the federal bureaucracy and increase federal spending in apprenticeship programs for which a lot of private businesses wouldn't even be allowed to participate. That doesn't make sense. A better direction is to take these education savings accounts. They call them 529 accounts. They let you put aside money for college on a tax-free basis. Why not open those up to apprenticeships, expand them, so that people who don't want to necessarily attend a four-year college but want to get a certificate in a given trade can do so without being penalized through the tax system for it. I think that's a far better idea than this bill. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oppose the National Apprenticeship Act. Why? Because it isn't doing what we need done. That's why. The better plan is just to let the private sector take care of business and let businesses be free without being abused to death regulatory-wise, tax-wise, and everything else to teach people the profession, to teach people the trade. Isn't that what it's all about? That should be kind of an act of service that should be rewarded in our society, in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that it's really important to remember that innovation, that people's opportunities to truly get ahead are rarely engineered through more money or higher taxes from government. Uh, governments can sometimes clear away rules and restrictions that have been in place for too long. They can uh, break up things like uh, trade barriers and guild barriers that have often kept people from entering professions, level that playing field. But 
when we start talking about a federally funded grant program or we start saying that, uh, well, these private sector initiatives are no good, the government's going to take them over, that's moving in the wrong direction. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Be aware. Next headline, uh, in my mind, kind of a similar reality. Um, IRS should expand. DCF, what is it? DCFSA? DCFSA, yeah, DCFSA. Um, Flexibility to virtual education expenses. Tell me about this one. You must have that mute button pushed again there, Pete. There there are long-standing provisions in the tax code that uh, allow people to set aside certain amounts of money to pay for dependent care, to uh, pay for expenditures uh, over-the-counter for medicines and the like. And the problem is those rules have not caught up with the reality of the pandemic. And many people are sitting on huge amounts of money that they would have normally spent for dependent care in these accounts, but can't because there is no dependent care to be had. They're taking care of their kids uh, inside the home right now instead of outside the home. Well, under a lot of these rules, you could just lose all that money that you've set aside in these tax-deferred accounts by the end of the year. Because you wouldn't have a way to spend it since you're at home with your kids and you're by government force, you're not able to live life normally. Now that money that the government literally, the government loves to create, you know, bank accounts for certain things for you. Don't know why, but I love it. And so now that the government then says, hey, you know what? You can put this money in this account, but you got to use it in these certain ways. Now, because of the government forced lockdowns, you can't use that money. And it's just sitting there while you're struggling, taking care of your kids and you're not able to touch this money or use it in meaningful ways. This is an attempt to say, hey, man, let's let people be flexible in how they use their own. Let me say that again. Their own money, Pete. Yeah, exactly. And the best part of this is that Members of Congress, they're proposing certain legislative solutions here, but we believe it's quite possible for the Internal Revenue Service to simply draft some new rules that would allow a more flexible interpretation of how people can spend their own money out of these accounts. And that, again, is the important point here. These aren't some government grants given out with a bunch of rules that are inflexible. This is allowing people to take their own money that they have set aside under government rules, but they can't spend, as you say, because of government lockdowns and do something useful with it. I think that's a win-win situation. And there are several lawmakers, Brad Wenstrup of Ohio, Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, Darren LaHood of Illinois, who have said to the Treasury Secretary, why not use some rulemaking authority here for the good of taxpayers, clarify these rules, and allow this money to be put toward things like virtual education? What do you think of that, Kurt? Well, I mean, imagine letting people use their money the way they want. I mean, that's kind of an outrageous kind of an idea, don't you think, Sam? No, I don't know. You know, we need to have some truth somewhere, man. Freedom is popular, huh? You know, Not I mean, popular it's popular enough, sad to say. 
Well, that's true. Yeah. We, All right. Yeah, anyway, we I'm won't. glad that we put this on the table. What do you think the likelihood of getting a one stopping the National Apprenticeship Act and two expanding this IRS opportunity to let people use their money as they see fit? What are the likelihood of getting some of these things done? It is possible that uh, the House might narrowly pass that National Apprenticeship Act, but I have the feeling, and we're already working on this, that it will get held up in the Senate. And as for the IRS issuing guidance on this flexibility for spending accounts, yes, I think it will get done. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Quick pause. Pete Sepp on your radio. A lot of news straight ahead. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. With a Reuters poll this week showing over 37 million American voters reject the 2020 election as filled with fraud and irregularities, transparency in recount states would be the priority. It is not, as election officials in Georgia and Michigan will not show observer signatures or ballot certifications, among other complaints. Two Michigan Republicans who reversed course and voted to certify the election results in the state's most populous county Tuesday now say they were pressured to certify the election and want to rescind their votes. Wayne County Board of Canvassers Chairwoman Monica Palmer and William Hartman filed affidavits Wednesday night saying they had been threatened and claimed Democrats on the board reneged on their promise to seek an audit of votes from Detroit. They say over 70 percent of mail-in ballots have irregularities that Michigan election officials are trying to hide. Jonathan Kinloch, the board's vice chairman and a Democrat, says it's too late for Palmer and Hartman to rescind their votes. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court said Wednesday it will take up an appeal by President Trump's campaign challenging thousands of mail-in votes cast in Philadelphia that were missing information on return envelopes. Operation Warp Speed COVID-19 vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna could be ready for distribution within weeks. U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar tells CNBC the defeat of COVID-19 started last January. Ten months later, after we've supported the R&D program, we stood up manufacturing, commercial-scale manufacturing of Moderna, 
10 months later, we've got this incredible data, 90% plus effectiveness, relatively clean safety profile. Uh, It's just a historic day in public health. States and territories are preparing to begin distributing the vaccine within 24 hours of receiving FDA approval. With news that the FAA was clearing the Boeing 737's MAX to return to the skies, it prompted a positive reaction in Renton, Washington, where the plane is assembled. Renton City Council Member Randy Corman said it's definitely a reason to celebrate. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, there's a new watchdog report out. Sends a signal to Congress. What? Keep top Pentagon official uh, focused on spending? Pete? Yes, this is all about spending reform. Um, oh, reform. Oh, I thought yeah. I was just trying to get them to spend. I see. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing. I did that on purpose. <laughs> spend less, not more. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> spending reformed. I thought Congress was going to go, yeah, we just want to work on spending there now. Oh, reforms. Yes, sir. Roger that. Keep going. Yes. This is all about the chief management officer position at the Pentagon. Uh, this was recommended originally in November 2006, and the chief management officer is there to act as an authority within the Pentagon at uh, subsecretarial level, which means pretty high up, to provide guidance on how the business operations of the Department of Defense ought to be run. And by that, I mean their commissaries, their procurement practices, their project management of major weapons systems, all of the ways to bring good business-like techniques in the way the Pentagon spends money. And after all, that helps the troops in the field at the same time. For every dollar that's not wasted on overhead or bad business practices, that means more money can go to the troops who need it uh, to protect us and to protect their own lives. And And this is really a nonpartisan issue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And Lisa Hirschman is the current chief management officer at the Pentagon. She was unanimously confirmed by the Senate, to your point about bipartisanship, uh, in December of 2019. Yet, uh, now some lawmakers are having second thoughts. Uh, They seem to think that the chief management officer position is unnecessary. Uh, I think the real problem here, (laughs) frankly, is that the chief management officer is uncovering a lot of um, embarrassing things about Pentagon spending and practices that uh, neither Republicans nor Democrats in Congress want the American people to focus too intently on, because otherwise there might be calls to actually appropriate less money to the Department of Defense. But you know and what I so, say, though? Let's skip the embarrassment. Let's not place blame. Let's not look backwards. Let's look forwards, and let's just simply say, hey, we're not here. To, we want to do what's called a no-blame autopsy here. Okay? We don't want to blame anybody. We don't want to look at the past. But all we want to do is say, hey, here's where we are. Here's where we want to go. Here's why. That common sense reality check should, um, in my opinion, engage everyone. Yes. 
It absolutely should. It, it should not be a, a partisan issue to defend or attack wasting tax dollars. Everybody wants to get the most possible value out of their government, whether it's a government that spends a trillion dollars a year or $5 trillion a year or something in between. We all ought to be able to agree that an institution this large needs oversight and problems will continue regardless of which party may be in charge of it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, new watchdog report sends a signal to Congress. Keep top Pentagon official working on spending reform, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Senate Commerce takes a strong step in stopping Pentagon 5G nationalization plans. This one's big too, Pete. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid it is uh, because... Here's another Pentagon issue. So what's happening here is we all know that 5G technology for broadband is going to bring all kinds of advances in telecommunications that will benefit consumers and taxpayers. And let's be open and fair about this. No matter how you feel about the 5G technology, the fact is it would do wonders uh, for the digital world and the advancement of the digital economy and everything else. I mean, whether you like the technology or not, whether you have concerns for a gazillion reasons, we're just talking right now, though, that a ton of good can come from this, and we should acknowledge that reality, right? Yes, absolutely. And we need to acknowledge the reality that, however you feel about 5G, putting the development of this technology more squarely in the hands of government is something we all ought to be opposing. And yet, there are proposals within the Pentagon to create a government-run or at least government-administered 5G system in the name of national security. That, unfortunately, is the wrong direction we want to take, and the Pentagon needs to get out of that business line uh, before they do so in earnest, begin spending a lot of tax dollars on it, which certainly won't bring the kinds of speed and technological promises that we're hoping for. I mean, all you have to do is look at the municipal level where cities have built their own fiber optic and internet uh, arrangements, and they're chronic money losers, and they hardly ever live up to the promises of delivering more for consumers. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how you feel about that, hey, whether you have concerns or whatever else, what we're saying is we need to be very careful about the government's um, what do you say? Responsibility in this, partnership in this, uh, obligation, uh, expenditures, uh, all of the above. Uh, yeah. Because you know what? Government can do so much good if it keeps a level playing field and gets out of the way. If it does more or less than that, at some point it becomes government becomes part of the problem, Pete. Yeah, exactly. And that's why there's good Senate legislation here. It's S4803 called the Beat China by Harnessing Important National Airwaves for 5G Act. Uh, It sounds like uh, the wrong kind of name that they're actually seeking to have the government own it. But this Beat China for 5G Act would actually require the federal government to begin a commercial auction of the airwaves that can make 5G work better. And so this is a good bill, one we ought to be supporting. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's so much to cover. There's so much happening behind the scenes that you really don't even know about with folks like without folks like Pete Sepp at the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. It's just hard to keep, you know, an eye on, a handle on kind of what's going on. There's so much, ladies and gentlemen. But we do want to be very, very careful about this. All right. I want to mention this to you, Pete. A Cambridge virologist spoke out. His name is Dr. Roger Hopkinson, and he says lockdowns and masks are the greatest hoax ever. And uh, then he goes on and he talks about that it's basically propaganda from the media, uh, driven hysteria from the public by the media and politicians. Now, I don't want to talk about the controversy there, but I'm bringing this up for a reason to you. You know, they're asking us all to wear masks, and I don't know where the masks are coming from. It seems like people have to just buy their own masks, I guess. B-Y-O-Ms, you know? Um, bring your own mask, buy your own mask, whatever. Uh, but it seems to me that if we're going to mandate masks for businesses, mandate masks for people, mandate compliance for masks, mandate... Where do we go from there when it comes to a tax-related purpose and or an economic cost to this reality? I'm not here to debate right now whether you should have them or not or whether you like them or not. I'm just talk, talking about the economic and taxing realities to this. Well, yes. I mean, when governments give orders for lockdowns or for masks to have certain equipment in order to be in public, uh, that does prompt the question of, well, if they're going to force this, and that creates economic and fiscal consequences, shouldn't governments be responsible for those as well? I know we've discussed this before on the program about how lockdowns have deprived businesses of hundreds of billions of dollars in revenues over the past seven or eight months. And when you think about that, uh, and then these businesses get a property tax bill in the mail from their local government saying, we don't care that you've been locked down for more than half a year. Pay your property tax bill just the same as if nothing had ever happened. That's a problem. Or sometimes or sometimes even pay a bigger bill because we, the government, are struggling. We're hurting here because of the cocoa, and we need you to go ahead and step up or something like that. They're doing that too, right? Yes, they absolutely are. And with no justification in many cases. I mean, yes. Governments have incurred greater costs for certain public health measures, but then again, certain other parts of government have been idled during this crisis. Many things like uh, recreational facilities that governments run, they've been closed. I mean, other than making sure that the doors are locked and uh, the equipment is in good order, uh, why are there any expenses being incurred there? You, school buses, all kinds of things that government shouldn't be spending money on. There you have it. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. Pete Sepp in seconds. we got a Star Parker question for Pete Sepp to cover as well on your radio. Hang tight. Pete will surprise you in seconds. He's the president of National, National Taxpayers Union, one of my favorite organizations, NTU.org, doing a phenomenal job day in and day out for years on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk 
for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Pete Sepp, what happens to taxation under a Biden or a Trump next presidency? Because we're going to get one or the other, right? Well, what's going to happen taxation-wise uh, in one case or the other? Do you guys have any projections uh, on that for us? Well, we have actually costed out candidate Joe Biden's agenda that he expressed during the campaign season and have determined that federal spending would have to rise by at least, at least $1.3 trillion, with a T, dollars each year just to support the proposals that we were able to determine a cost for. And that last phrase is very important here because almost half of the 130 or so campaign proposals that Biden made uh, have an uncertain price tag to them. Uh, they just lack the specificity for us to be able to analyze. But the ones we were able to analyze add up to $1.3 trillion a year. So That's let me say this to- another way. $1.3 trillion plus blue sky of unknown expenditures. That's right. And if you don't count the emergency COVID expenditures that the federal government has undertaken – the $1.3 trillion would represent an increase of about 30% in the entire federal budget. That's a lot of money in anyone's book. And I can tell you, unless that's going to be paid for with a great deal of additional federal borrowing, which is going to become increasingly unaffordable, it will mean tax increases on the middle class. I know that candidate Biden has said that uh, he would only touch American households earning above $400,000. Well, some of the proposals there already contradict with that pledge. Uh, The uh, Vice President Biden uh, uh, has said that, well, 
Uh, he wants to replenish the highway trust fund. Well, doing that means some kind of new tax on gasoline or vehicles or the like. That's going. Or they to might the do per class. mile stuff for electric vehicles. Or they might do. Um, uh, right. Who knows? There's all kinds of ways they could go about that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so taxes would go up severely. Maybe not 1.3 trillion a year, but as I said earlier in the program. Even if they borrow a trillion dollars of that a year, someone is going to have to pay that bill, some future generation of taxpayer. All right, there you have that, ladies and gentlemen. What happens under a Trump scenario? Well, under a Trump administration scenario— Could we get taxation uh, reduction 2.0? Yes. Well, tax reform and tax cuts 2.0— have been two themes that uh, the administration has consistently stressed. Details have been hard to come by. At one point, Larry Kudlow, one of the president's economic advisors, had said, why don't we go back to the Tax Reform Act of 1986 for guidance here? We'll sweep away all of the current tax brackets. There are more than half a dozen of them. Create just two at, say, 15 and 25 percent enlarge the standard deduction, and there you have your tax cut and tax reform 2.0. And it's Uh, far from perfect, but oh boy, would it be a blessing, huh? It sure would. And of course, at other times, the administration officials have been talking about cutting payroll taxes. So it's difficult to know exactly what this would look like, but they have signaled that they would want to cut taxes going forward. We have to remember, too, Many provisions, especially the ones affecting families and individuals that were enacted in 2017 as part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, will come up for expiration. Some of those begin to phase out in the year 2022-2023. People think about those numbers. My goodness, I'm just thinking month to month here. I can't think that far ahead. Well, we have to start thinking that far ahead. Otherwise, we may find ourselves with major middle-class tax increases, not by a conscious act of policy, but simply because laws expire and Congress and the White House don't do anything about them. Yeah, you think about it like this, the phrase, I'm going to put the hurt on you, and then you think bureaucrats at the same time, and you go, oh, boy, it could be brutal. Absolutely hardcore brutal, Pete. Yeah, it could. And Here's another important thing to remember. So many parts of the legislation Congress enacted in 2017 were left to the Treasury Department to write all the rules and regulations that would actually make the broad-based provisions work. And under a Biden administration, an incoming Treasury Secretary could say, you know what, I don't like the way most of those rules were written. We're going to start from scratch That could be a tremendously disruptive process for businesses and families who really need stability right now in the laws. All right. Dr. James Dobson said a a Biden regime would bring moral depravity. Uh, I agree with that. Pete doesn't want to get sucked into the politics of it. He just wants to reduce your taxes. You know what I'm talking about? NTU.org is how we work on getting that done. But there is something I want to bring up to you. So last hour, Kirk Crosby talked about an incredible article from an author by the name of Star Parker, Pete. I don't know if you know who Star is. Oh, yes, absolutely. All right. Anyway, she does a phenomenal job. Kurt, do you want to brief him on the column really quick? And then I want Pete to give his take uh, 
uh, to the same kind of discussion point that Starr brought up. Well, she says she's basically optimistic, uh, Pete, about uh, things going on in America. And uh, you have brought a bunch of those ideas up. She, even though, uh, you know, she's in one of the roughest states in America, California, she talked about how um, there were a number of ballot issues that showed that there were some, uh, you know, pushback against higher taxes and things that you mentioned. Uh, she was right on target there as well. And uh, she she says she's optimistic about um, the moves of uh, more and more people being involved and uh, things like that. And she's not even aware of what uh, I believe is the truth, according to Lynn Wood, one of the attorneys for the president, where he says uh, he thinks the president got about 80 million votes and uh, should have been able to get about a little over 400 of the Electoral College and, uh, you know, he's going at, going to work on that. And Star Parker, even without that information, um, she's uh, very optimistic. And, uh, you know, she's seeing more and more people being involved. Um, do you have a comment on that? Yeah, I absolutely am seeing that myself, too. Many, many pro-taxpayer ballot measures like Proposition 13, which uh, survived that very serious challenge on the ballot this year, or Amendment 1 in Colorado, which uh, requires the government to submit tax hikes of most kinds to the voters before they can be approved. These things have inspired folks in this election and I think in the year beyond to say, if they can do it, so can I. I mean, there are a lot of challenges gathering signatures on a petition in order to put measures like these on the ballot, that becomes uh, difficult when uh, there are so many lockdowns and restrictions in place. But many people are fighting back by saying, well, if uh, we're being asked to educate our own kids, send them to school virtually, we ought to be able to do things like limit our government virtually, do these petitions virtually, form organizations to monitor budgets and trade this information virtually so we can continue to hold government officials accountable, even in a time like this, and especially in a time like this. The mainstream press wants you to believe everybody's melting down and they all have mental illness because of the COVID. I would disagree with that. I would say America is learning to adapt. America is incredibly resilient. And I think this is Star Parker's point. Not only are we resilient, but we're genius. We've been in tight spots a gazillion times before, and you know what? We come out shining every time. And if we stand with the morality um, idea that our founding fathers and uh, Mr. de Tocqueville, Alexis de Tocqueville, uh, found so admirable in the American people, uh, you know what? We can do it again. And you're starting to see it with people dealing with education in many creative ways, with people dealing with employment and, and new niche businesses coming on because of the new uh, reality we face because of the COVID and everything else. We will eventually work on ways to adjust the taxes as well. The only question left is, how are we going to do it? Are we going to be wiser and trim government in the process? Or are we going to be you know, uh, uh, not engaged uh, and, and let them have their way with us and have taxes just skyrocket? It's really all up to us, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, it absolutely is. And that is so true, Sam, what our government officials have often thought of taxpayers, this herd of people who never want to pay a dime more for government and never take the time to examine the issues. Well, the American people have proven them wrong 
continue to prove them wrong and will prove them wrong. We're getting the tools that taxpayers need to change the way governments tax and budget from the ground up. And that's an important thing that's going to continue as long as this pandemic lasts and well after. Kurt, you want to respond to that? Pete's positive on America. Star Parker's positive on America. I'm positive on America, too. I'm not positive on a lot of things that are going to happen. Uh, but I am positive that, you know, George Washington saw the flag blown in the breeze and liberty still intact when the Savior Jesus Christ returns. I'm optimistic in that fashion uh, and a lot of the good we can do along the way as well. Kurt? Well, Sam, uh, you know, and I appreciate your positivity. The uh, um, When I look at, um, you know, just my little world uh, selling raw honey on the street corner and then uh, selling these uh, Make America Great Again hats and uh, the the so-called Trump flags and things uh, in the run-up to this election. It was amazing to me to see the, the huge variety of people um, I'm talking about from teenagers, uh, you know, or kids that you thought maybe not even be in their teen years yet, uh, right up to the pretty much oldest people that you could see and everybody in between tying things on their vehicles with signs and flags and uh, you know um i mean you just you just thought wow um people are waking up about the importance of participating in uh, this great experience this grand old republic pete you want the final word yeah absolutely and participating in this grand old republic comes right down to pocketbook issues no one out there listening right now should think that these issues are too complex for them to understand or too far out of their reach to change. That is the history of the taxpayer movement in this country, doing what the big media and politicians say is impossible. We do it all the time, and we'll keep on doing it. Check out our website for ideas or just contact us. We've got a manual to get you started about forming a local taxpayer group. That's now, let's make, let's make this really clear. So not only are they a national organization, ladies and gentlemen, they take part in world organizations as well because taxing can be at every level, right? But they yes. also work with you in your state and your local municipality. No issues too small or too big for NTU. They want to partner with you, but it takes local people on the ground with knowledge of what's happening. It takes active people that organize. It doesn't take a big group of people, and it doesn't take a lot of money, but it does take organization and support from groups like NTU.org. That's the National Taxpayers Union. Pete Sepp, thank you, my friend. Have a delightful Thanksgiving, sir. You do the same. Take care. There he goes. Pete Sepp doing a phenomenal job, as always. Kurt, that's probably been, uh, Pete's been probably one of the longest um, I don't know what you want to call it, but partners in, in standing for less taxes and the cause of liberty uh, that we've had over the years we've been in radio. Incredible stuff. God save the republic.